Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can find us on social media on Twitter and Facebook. And of course, listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Radio. And anywhere else you listen to radio shows or podcasts, just type in The Secret Teachings. You can find the show, you can listen to the show, and you can download the show for free. You can also do the same on our website or subscribe to the ad-free show. That will get you access to my books and montages all at www.thesecretteachings.info. Tonight, it is the big, large cauldron. I joked around on Sunday and on Monday's show about Super Bowl 57, and I said it's really like a big cauldron. Pour all this energy into it, all the symbols, all the ritualism, all the ceremony, all the pageantry, and you mix it up, and you get this magical potion. And it's intoxicating for everybody. It's not just the Super Bowl, but you go back a week before the Super Bowl, you get the Grammys, that's intoxicating. Anything that's big, anything that everybody knows that's on TV, people make it an effort to not watch it or make an effort to watch it. It's very ritualized, even if you don't participate in these things. I mean, everything is, really. If you tune into a CNN or Fox News or any kind of mainstream or alternative or independent or podcast or whatever type of a radio show or type of a broadcast or type of a news show or whatever the case might be. You hear about these unidentified flying objects we talked about on Tuesday. Some say they are balloons. Some say that they're recreational balloons. The president said they might be private companies. I mean, I find it weird that trained fighter pilots can't differentiate between a, a balloon and uh you know, a, a piece of recreational equipment or something that a, a company might have put up in the air. Don't they have like licensing and registration and don't they track that stuff? Just it's, it's very strange, but there's a ritualism. There's a ceremonial aspect to that, too. It's very much sleight of hand. Watch these UFOs. Watch these UFOs. Don't watch this train wreck in Ohio and don't pay attention to the hazmat spill in Tucson wasn't as bad as train wreck in Ohio. But then again, you could say that that's a distraction from something else, right? And you could say that's a distraction from the Epstein client list that just was released this week. And then you could say that list is a some kind of distraction from something else. But it's all very ritualistic. It's all look over here, not over there, or look over there, not over here. And I noticed something peculiar this week. We talked about a number of different movies, just some examples. You could probably find hundreds, maybe maybe even thousands more. But we looked at a number of movies on Wednesday's show, Humanity Has Been Judged. It is in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. And we looked at how some movies like, for example, White Noise, the movie about the train wreck that was partly filmed in the town in East Palestine where the train wreck actually occurred a few months later, just recently, early February. That movie came out in August of last year. The way that the UFO is described over Lake Huron with the strings on it, that's like the movie Nope. Independence Day came out, and then a few months later, you had the Phoenix Lights, big UFO over the size, or a size of, uh, about the size of a city. 
you had Donnie Darko come out in early 2000s, about 20 years to the date, a plane engine actually fell off a plane into a neighborhood in Colorado. And then I couldn't help but think when I went to see the Knock at the Cabin movie, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, I couldn't help but think that movie came out on the 3rd, which was the day of the train wreck. That was the first plague released in the movie. It was sickness and disease, particularly the the children, the innocent. So you have the small town of people in Ohio, one of the worst ecological disasters ever probably, made worse by man burning the fire or burning the, the chemicals to, to in, in a fire and sending them up into the into the air and spreading as far as the eye can see and more contaminated water. We don't know the, the long-term ramifications of this. So it's, you know, basically a, a kind of man-made plague. And then in the movie, the, you know, the, the next three things that are carried out, you have, uh, you have uh, the earthquakes. I think actually the earthquakes are the first thing. And then the plague was the second thing. So we have these earthquakes, big earthquakes in Turkey. And then you have, which are very kind of unnatural compared to the number of earthquakes we normally have uh, that happen all the time. Uh, and then you have the the uh, the planes that drop out of the sky in the movie. And, and we've literally seen that over the last three to four weeks uh, since the NOTAM incident back in mid-January. Uh, in fact, the day after the movie came out, a I, th- I think it was the FedEx plane almost landed on a commercial airliner. And then there was a report about a plane in Hawaii that literally fell out of the sky, even though that happened back in December. And then, you know, then there's this, I just read about this big fire, which was the final thing of a thing in the movie. It's just all these weird, I don't even know if I call them synchronicities or synchro mysticism. I don't know what I would call them anymore. It's art mimicking reality. It's also reality mimicking art. It's almost like a form of predictive programming. There's just so much that it's really hard to keep up with everything from the Super Bowl to the UFOs to the train crash to everything in between and on the outside. So I wanted to speak with someone I respect and a good friend of ours here on The Secret Teachings, Derek Murphy. Derek Murphy does not have his own show, although he should have his own show. I've been telling him for for years now he should definitely have his own show. You get to hear him a little bit on Ground Zero when he calls in. And tonight Derek is with us for the extent of the show. There is so much to discuss, so much to talk about. We have some specific things to get into as well, Derek, but I wanted to welcome you on, bring you onto the show. How are you? What are your feelings? What are your thoughts on everything this week? Oh, man. Hey, Ryan. Uh, glad to be back. It's always fun to be here. Um, it means a lot to hear you say that about the show thing. So it's always fun to hear. Um, yeah, you're welcome. But, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just overwhelmed by uh, life in general. So it's nice to get a uh, brief hiatus and deal with uh, these like bigger mysteries and these weirder hysterical and ignore uh, the problems in my actual life for a little bit. It's, therape- but, uh, it's therapeutic, I think. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Uh, it's, it's weird that uh, the... the Cthulhu is was more reassuring than uh, sometimes <laughs> my day my day to day life is a little weird, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been a crazy week. It's really seemed like, I mean, your Clyde shows that you guys do is is kind of like the Christmas of 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 the conspiracy esoteric calendar and like the Super Bowl and the Oscars and the Grammys and uh, all these kind of weird things. Now, obviously, the UFO things and the train situation happening and uh, I, like it's really seems like the busy season for. Uh, Mystics in a big bad way. Honestly, I haven't been, I haven't given the the toxic chemical train situation the full synchromistic deep dive yet. I've been kind of uh, busy with just this, uh, the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we got a, we got a ton of stuff. To there, talk about. I don't know where you want to start. There was actually another one, by the way, too. Uh, another train derailed in southern Michigan. 
That is oh, wow. uh, a recent report. I think that happened, was that just a couple days ago? Uh, the, this article was published yesterday. Anyway, so there, yeah, there are and just weird things that just, it's almost like from planes to trains, like this, these aren't things that we see often. And that's why it has yeah. this, this collapsing, crumbling feeling to it. Like things are coming unraveled. Things are falling apart. Things are, are falling down. Uh, this I mean, is it, just it, not it, something it, you it see in the very, United States. Sorry, go ahead. It, it, it seems very apocalyptic. I haven't really um, looked into the, the situation with the chemical spilling and, and how much damage that's doing. I don't even know if they're disclosing how much damage it's doing, but I, I did see one graphic kind of showing the major waterways in the entire country and how like this, this the huge Ohio waterway is really connecting to basically everything all over the all over the country. So off the top of my head, it makes me think of like if we're talking apocalypse, kind of the unraveling of the, the collapsing of the pillars of reality. Makes you think of like the bitter, the bitter waters and Yes. I mean, the people who know my calls and other shows and stuff, I think there's a lot of weird, we're not thinking to it right now, it's a big long tangent, but there's a lot of weird ritualism uh, involved with like what they do to the rivers and like what they do on the rivers, around the rivers, to the water, in the rivers. And it's like, I think, I believe, like it connects to kind of their grand, grand end game. But we got different stuff to talk about tonight. But I think it's just, it's it's surreal how how things seem to be on every level. I feel like we say it all the time. I think things are ramping up, but just like look around, you can't even keep up like with what's going on. Like, you, like there's there's almost too many rabbit holes to to go down. Now. You got to just take a pick and just hang on for the ride. You know. So this this might be because of having access to so much information. But I've talked to a lot of radio hosts, a lot of people who have done this, not just podcast people, radio people that have done this professionally for a long time, and everybody seems to be in agreement that people that do stuff like like we do, Derek that there is more today to process and to digest than ever before. I mean, some I used to have to, just five years ago, six years ago, I used to have to really kind of set and prepare, you know, five shows a week. Now they just prepare themselves. It's like every story is so yeah. weird and bizarre that it's it's a whole other show. I actually just read a story. I'm going to do a show, <laughs> show on this next week. You know that whole theory about the, um, you know, birds not being real? I'm sure you've heard that. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, so yeah. Yeah. this is an actual real thing. Popular Mechanics just published a story yesterday. Scientists now, and we're not going to get into the details, but scientists are actually taking dead birds and they're basically turning them into cyborgs and setting them loose. So they're going to use dead birds that are packed full of this mechanical equipment, this electronics, to turn them into what they're calling, well, basically drones, but zombie drones. Oh, That's Popular Mechanics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty I mean, it's strange so, story. So are they like if you're if you're one of these birds aren't real people then you're like see we've been telling you yes. and it's like they're, they're they're 50 years ahead but also like we i feel like we've been talking a lot about on recent shows just this whole the whole kind of mechanism how consciousness is i feel like we're diving into the deep end kind of quick in the show right now but like the, how the whole like topa mechanism and the whole power of like the manifesting engine of the human mind and it like almost they're injecting these memes into culture and getting us to like manifest and stuff. So that could be another angle for like the people talking about the UFOs being a distraction from this or whatever. It, it could just be a whole huge um, mass kind of ritual linking a bunch of stuff together. So you have the Chinese balloon story kind of gets everybody looking up. And all of a sudden you have all these other weird stories popping up in the zeitgeist. You have just casual people. I mentioned it on, on Grand Zero, but like my boss, 
who's not interested in this stuff in the slightest came up to me being like, Hey, do you see this UFO thing? What's going on with this UFO stuff? And it's like intriguing a lot of people. So just the casual person is kind of being like, Oh, is this a weird jokey invasion? Like all the talk shows are talking, like all the, all the late night shows are talking about and everything. Um, like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff. And it's just like, are they, and then like Brianna is a, we can get into this more like in a little bit, but like Brianna is a big UFO person. And when yeah, she is potentially the goal of that, of that whole ritual, like, could be to drive this or to power this or like um, energize this. But like, are they trying to like manifest an invasion? Or are they trying to manifest like this weird dystopia? Birds aren't real, cyborgs everywhere, <laughs> it's all a robot, like space gods coming. I don't know. Like, it's, just, it's like they're, but it's just, as far as like the over too much stimulus type stuff, it's, I mean, I, I don't have a show. So I feel like the one thing I do get to contribute is that I can like can just consume a lot of content. I can like watch a lot of stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have to spend hours and hours preparing and recording and editing shows and that you guys have to do and stuff. So I, I try to pride myself on like kind of being abreast of like what's going on all over the site guys. And it's, it's overwhelming. And I feel like, like they're intentionally in every demographic trying to bombard you as much as they possibly can with, with, more and more novel stories, more and more ridiculous things, like in the political sphere, in the pop culture sphere, in the just you name it, like sports, you name it. It's just part of it is they're trying to feed like multiple twenty-four hour news cycles, social media cycles, the Twitter sphere. But if you're talking ritualism and the power of human mind and the trauma-based propaganda and all that kind of stuff, I feel like it's a tactic at the very least to like overwhelm us and get us into this fight or flight. I brought this up on Tuesday and Wednesday this week, and I I actually was thinking of you when I brought up the Kenneth Arnold story about the saucer skipping, because you'd mentioned this the last time you were on the show, and you're very, very, very correct, very true, that Kenneth Arnold saw what he described as kind of like saucers skipping on water. Before that, there, there were reports of disks, but most of the UFOs that were seen by military personnel and even civilians, uh, World War II and after, were largely these, um, you know, cylindrical type craft. So it's really strange that Kenneth Arnold saw the quote unquote saucers that skip. And then the military said, Hey, we have a flying saucer. And then they said, no, it's actually a balloon. And now 75 years later, cause last year was the 75th anniversary of Roswell. Now we have this acknowledgement that yeah, UFOs are real, call them UAPs. And then yeah. our attention is brought back to UFOs through a balloon, which is very strange. The Chinese balloon, if you will, puts our attention in the sky. And then these craft are not being described as disks. They're being described as cylindrical, which is where the UFO thing really started in the 20th century back in the, well, probably the late 30s, early 40s. So that in and of itself is weird. And I agree with you that it is almost like a manifestation. That's what I talked about Tuesday and Wednesday this week with all these movies. I mean, you know, the Simpsons have been out for what, almost three decades or something. So eventually when they put up an episode out and they play around with cultural memes and ideas, they're probably going to kind of predict something. Something's going to become, you know, it's going to mirror reality in some way. It doesn't mean they're predicting the future, but when you have a movie like white noise that's made last year and it's made partly in a town that then you know, just recently there's a train crash. It's literally this, it's the movie playing out in real life. It's not like kind of, it's literally what happened in the movie. That's just too strange. And it does feel just like with Kenneth Arnold, that the way that the press, the media takes certain ideas and certain words or the way that Hollywood does it, it's so 
ritualized and it, there's so much ceremony and so much pageantry and so much Im, uh, energy that goes into these ideas and symbols, if you will, these, these things that it does manifest them in real life. I, I can't help but think that's, that's partly what is responsible for this. And that's why I also think they're manufacturing the eschaton. They're manufacturing the apocalypse. It really feels like that. Or they want you to uh, yeah. think that. They're manufacturing the idea that you think that. It's not actually happening, but they can manufacture the idea. Does that make sense? For sure, for sure it does. And it's just and it's, it's this weird loop where if you think it does, does that make it happen? You know, if the whole exactly. world thinks the world is falling apart, then does that make the does that reality are we shaping the reality to make it actually fall apart? Like that could be the whole thing. They couldn't that could be their their major tool in their bag and we kind of been tiptoeing around it for decades, being like predictive program here and but like it's the it's the karma thing or whatever but it just could be there i don't know like to, to right now it's tough to be a conspiracy theorist but i feel like around like 2008 i got into conspiracies because it, they made it seem cool they made it like like they put it on the internet and they made, like they, they i found it for a reason i, I don't know how it, the algorithm said it to me or whatever so it's like to some extent part of my brain is like do they want us to think that they have it all worked out and they have all these powers and they're, they're running the show and they're super elite, all this stuff. So that in turn, they become that. And then just on every level, all of their goals that they want to get. It's all like fake it, fake it till you make it. hundred percent. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And yeah, as far as the particular program, I, I don't I don't, I don't know. Right now it's just happening. So, so white noise just came out. It's like just it just happened. August thirty like first. Movie from nineteen seventy nine. It's like just it's, it's on Netflix right now. It's, like, it's a new movie. Uh, I don't know. It's bonkers. Yeah. So let's let's look at a a Bible verse. Uh, I'm not a Christian. Let's let's put that there in the forefront. But the Bible is a very powerful book. One of the best selling books ever. I'm told. Uh, and it's a it's a powerful text, just like the Quran, just like the Vedas, just like anything else. And it's interesting because, as you mentioned, the poisoned waters, Jeremiah 9.15, a lot of people might be familiar with this verse. It says, therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, see, I will make this people eat bitter food and drink poisoned water. And the reason that God, I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, Derek, but the reason that God made the people eat bitter food and drink the poisoned water, I'm thinking of the chemical spill in Ohio and maybe what happened in Michigan as well, the train is because they were following the gods of Baal and having the Baal in Siaga and all of the other Baal-related imagery and the worship of Baal with Billie Eilish in the music industry. It just seems very strange that they push these yeah. ideas of these demons or these these images that relate to demons or whatever the demons represent, ideas and, and, and behaviors. Yeah. And Balenciaga is one of the big stories and Billie Eilish and people like this are some of the big performers and you saw the Grammys. And then that's the reason that God punishes man in the Bible is because man follows Baal as their fathers taught them. And then God decides to poison, poison the people. And it just, that seems really weird to me, just like white noise. It, I, it cannot be coincidental. I think there are people that they've read the Bible, they know the points and they're just using them to create this idea that, yes, the world is falling apart. Yes, the apocalypse is underway. And they're going to position themselves to be the savior, which I guess is prophecy being fulfilled because that would be the false savior. That would be the Antichrist. I think they're really manufacturing yeah. that just like the moon child and Aleister Crowley and all that stuff. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. I, like, And that's across, that's across the board. So I feel like 
in in the '90s, like if I'm like shopping at the supermarket or whatever, and I'm at the I'm at the checkout stand, I'm a little kid, and I'm looking at the tabloid like papers and stuff. There's like the the um, hellfire preachers and stuff preaching about the end of the world, and it's kind of like eye roll inducing. It's like right next to like a little like um, like Bat Boy or whatever picture and stuff. But now I feel like 2023 in all of 2022, like 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 how do you not see what's happening? I feel like you have to intentionally have your head in the sand that it's like, if I'm, I don't, it's, it's, it's surreal. It really is surreal. It's the only like, way I can describe it. You, there was, um, we talked about a bunch of times, like the, the robot stuff, the idea that they're trying, they're trying to make like technological hybrids. We're approaching this technological singularity in a few different ways. We're getting all kinds of genetic hybrids across the board. Did you read that show when Sweet Tooth came out? about all the, all the weird yep, hybrid yep. stuff. And there's all kind of, there There was one story, um, I'm not sure where they are in the process of making it, if they're already out or not, but there's one story from last year where they were in, uh, installing like 21 statues across the world and like in like capital cities all across Europe and South America and the United States and like of these giant, like empty vessel statues, these like giant Titan size, like, like three story high, just blank canvas, giant bodies, like, just like 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 um, dummy bodies, basically. And at the time, like my thinking was, they're just this is just the return of the the Titan imagery, giant imagery, like these um, abominations running the planet. That's they're trying to recreate the ingredients that made God want to bring the flood, basically. So like wipe the slate clean, so, so that they can wipe pr- it provoking. It's like provoking the divine or provoking God, like poking God with a stick, yeah. saying, "Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it." I think so. Yeah, I think so. And uh, basically, yeah. But I don't think they're like, if I'm being frank, I don't think they're subscribing to like the Abrahamic belief systems. I think they believe in like me much either. darker gods. Yeah, me either. So, but they know that the so, average person does. I mean, how how much of the world is Christian, Muslim, or, or Jewish? I mean, it's exactly. billions of people. And yeah, and that's and that's a huge part of it. Like, I know this one part, like this one thing you want to get into, and I think that this is a great transition for it because I think this resurgence of of ball imagery ties into like they, they're bringing back their it's the return of the old god imagery the worship of these older these older deities and with that the pushing out in culture of of the abrahamic god basically and it's and almost like the, yeah. i'm sorry go ahead go ahead no no go ahead, go ahead. we got to take a break in a second but it's almost as if by they i'm saying the people that seem to be whether that's media corporations whoever seem to be utilizing biblical narratives, you know, Quran narratives, if you will, the, the big religions, using the narratives of the big religions. They're using these ideas and they're using these images, et cetera, because the average person, even subconsciously, they were raised with them. They see these things as being signs that what they believe is real, what they believe is true. So that gives more power to it. It's almost as if it's justification for those in power. If they can provoke in the minds of the average person that these things are happening, like for example, the the water's poison. That's not really their fault that they burned it. That's not their fault there was a train wreck. That's what God does in the Bible. So it's almost as if they're usurping the power of God, playing God in order to get the people to kneel down so that they can replace God with this this false prophet, whether that's an actual person or that's artificial intelligence or whatever it is. It's basically getting people to submit because they think this whole thing is is a very very real and maybe it is yeah. Derek Murphy is our guest no go ahead no it's okay we got to take a quick break we'll be right back yep. and we're going to talk about 
Well, we'll continue the conversation when we come back. Derek Murphy, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio I'm your host, Ryan Gable. It seems that some people might be following a synthetic or an organic, or perhaps a combination of both, blueprint for the apocalypse or for Armageddon or for the eschaton, the final battle, the end of the world, whatever you choose to call it. Perhaps manufacturing events in real time, or at least the way that we perceive events in real time in order to convince people, probably subconsciously, the billions of Christians, billions of Muslims and Jews in the world, and Muslims, for the record, believe most of what the Christians and Jews believe, to convince them that the world is ending or to convince them that terrible things are actually their fault because they've sinned against God and so they have to repent. And if the people that are attempting to convince you that Armageddon is near, and that terrible things like the poisoning of our water, for example, all the waterways in the Ohio River, just one little example, that it's actually our fault subconsciously that these things are happening because we've followed false gods, we've done terrible things. If the people that can convince us of that can play God, they can also play the Savior. And perhaps that means the idea of the Antichrist and all of this is also very real. But this is what we're discussing tonight on The Secret Teachings. Derek Murphy is with us. And Derek, I had to cut you off, unfortunately, but I know that you had something to add there at the yeah. end of the segment. I'm sorry. At this point, I should have set up my own uh, like timer and stuff. I'm, I'm a, 
the rookie move that I know where I'm at. So, yeah, it's, it's on, okay. Honestly. It's okay. You don't get a show now. You you got you need some more work, but it's that's okay. <laughs> um, Go ahead. Yeah. So, so you you're, you're talking about um like the idea that they're just kind of projecting uh, events that are occurring, kind of getting people to believe that they're they're signs for the apocalypse. And I I'm I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that's I think that's true for here and for uh, people who were in like uh, Christian, Jewish, or, or Muslim paradigms and stuff. But also, it's not just exclusive to, to religious people. Like they're they're getting in like Norse mythology. There's all kind of like Ragnarok really, uh, related stuff coming out of uh, coming out of Norway and like those like, like Sweden, those type of countries on Netflix all the time. Like they have a they have a multi multi season series on there right now, uh, like a new show. Thor Ragnarok, obviously, a couple of years ago, but that's more like for Americans and stuff. But um, I'm not as well versed in like uh, African um, end of the world mythology. But whenever I like look for apocalyptic news stories, there's always um, some out of out of uh, out of Africa, like a weird amount. Like honestly, uh, when it's like when I was doing the, the news for the Fringe, like I, w- I wouldn't post them all the time. But like I had like a list of keywords that I would always search, and when it gets like apocalyptic, it's always some type of weird. Uh, like ritual to prevent the oncoming apocalypse in Africa. I'm not, I'm not sure which belief system that is, but wouldn't that also of religion? Wouldn't that also yeah, mean but, that you you don't necessarily even have to if this was in, intentional uh, to create this perception, even if it was subconscious? Would that would also mean that you wouldn't necessarily have to convince every person or every country because there are a lot of people in the world, a lot of countries that are totally undeveloped. If you go after the big countries and the big religions, and the whole system crumbles and everybody is affected negatively for it, does that make yeah. sense? Oh, for sure, for sure, and, and but like even outside of religion, though, like you get you get the, the new age people thinking that the ascension is coming. That's like <laughs> I'm not I'm not in those groups, but they they believe like the time is now. Like the all the indigo children are born, and like drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, exactly. And then even the the like the weird techno cyberpunk people are being like, it's time to go into the metaverse. It's time to transhumanism stuff. It's time to plug myself into. To Neuralink, and it's it's just like the, the alien people are like they're they're coming. It's we're being invaded. The disclosure is happening. Like now's the time for our alien brother and Stephen Greer friends to come down and, <laughs> and pick us up and stuff. And everyone is just thinking about like now's the time. This is it. This is it. And it's just like, and what, doesn't matter what demographic you're in. It's like it's they're getting to think that there is some reset. There is some rebirth. Like whether it's like a collapse or an ascension or whatever. It's about to be this like new this new eon, which I think is kind of what. Brilliant what? point. Brilliant point. Yes, I think that's just that's what, that's what they're trying to bring. And the kind of the track I've been on since, like, honestly, it was when I found this like ridiculous synchronicity during the NBA Finals between the Raptors and the and the Warriors and stuff. And that's like we won't get into it right now because it, it was it's one of my longest ever ever uh, like think think things like think think uh, think deep dive thought processes. It was like a big thing. It was like one of my, like, I listed it all down, a bunch of 13s. It was like a pretty elaborate thing. But in baked, baked inside of it was, was like the like being represented within pro sports, in my opinion, with like in, in hockey and time boxing, all kinds of stuff, was the era of the, of the old gods, this old dynasty in like multiple, multiple years of sports, this new era, which is the Abrahamic era, and then the end of that new era and the return of this older era. Which, at the time, and what I still think right, right, right now is the Titans, the old gods, the, the Watchers, the fallen angels, or whatever um, belief system you want to you pick. Lovecraftian old ones, like the the pushing out of 
whatever this dominant god was over the last 2,000 plus years and the bringing in a, a ball it, and these older, these older. It's things. so, it's actually so obvious now that I, I don't really, I don't really follow any political narratives, let's call them. But I even saw Ben Shapiro of all people. He did a video and I don't know if I sent this to you. He was like, why are these people so obsessed with tentacles on the Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue? They're putting tentacles on everything. What, what is that about? So it's even getting into the mainstream now. The mainstream are even asking, I guess you can call Ben Shapiro mainstream. They're like, why, why are they putting tentacles on everything? We've been asking this for, I mean, for years. <laughs> I'm 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 convinced that like the, the tentacle thing, I, I I really give give me and you a lot of credit for that, honestly. And Michael Strange too, he does some shows on it. Um, like, yeah, Michael's at, a like, good guy. And, yeah, he's, he's he's a man. But I feel like that's that's. I mean, we're on the internet. Like that, they. I feel like when we were talking about the tentacles, I didn't like I, I didn't get that from anybody. That's just something that we noticed. And like I don't know, I feel like the, like people have caught onto that in a major way. And and like that's. That's the that's the meme. This this like this creeping in of um these elder stars. This like the the everything came from the void and will return back to the void. It's kind of like the Lovecraftian um way to put it. But like yeah, I don't know. Do you want to get like, this? I didn't want to talk about the the, the Jesus thing, which I just want. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. That I mean, that's that's all part of this. But there's one other thing you mentioned I wanted to bring up, and I've. People have pointed this out in professional football before, like NFL football. And then I've also noticed this as a hockey fan. I just find it kind of weird. So back in like the early 2000s when, you know, the war machine ramped up and people actually cared about war again uh, or for, for the for the first time since the Gulf War, people were really concerned about Iraq and Afghanistan. And it's all about patriotism and following what the president says to do, doing what George Bush says or you're or you're a you're a terrorist. And I just remember people people pointing out that it was so weird, like the New England Patriots won these Super Bowls like 2002, 2004, 2005. They won all these Super Bowls in a short period of time, right at like the heart of the height of the war when it's patriotism. And then there's the New England Patriots win these Super Bowls. And then it's kind of weird because you and I have been talking about lightning, electricity, summoning the old ones, the gods, the titans, etc., and I'm a I'm a huge, huge hockey fan. I grew up in Tampa and I went to all these Tampa Bay Lightning games. Tampa won the Stanley Cup two of the last three years. They won it back to back, and then they lost to the Colorado Avalanche last year. And I just thought, so lightning didn't strike three times. It did strike twice. So lightning, and then after the lightning, which is, you know, brings the fire and destruction and Armageddon, then there's an avalanche. There's a collapse of the whole system. So you can kind of pull those ideas yeah. out of professional sports, as you alluded to, though. Exactly. Uh, the Raptors, the, the, uh, Warriors thing with a with a tangent, but at the time it was uh like Godzilla. It was very like Godzilla Titan Titan directed. So it kind of got me looking at the mascots and like like kind of coming from Super Bowl. Like Kevin Durant just got traded to the Phoenix Suns. So there's a strong chance we're going to be having a Phoenix like NBA Finals in Phoenix this year. So more kind of resur- like, Phoenix like, resurrection. Yeah, yeah, and solar imagery and all kind of stuff. Oh, fingers crossed they'll be first in the uh, Celtics too. My my. Uh, town team and that's like a weird leprechaun fake creature and stuff too so that's another goblin mode breakdown. yeah goblin mode for sure yeah um yeah, i don't know it's weird they're, they're they're um yeah whether it's like if you want to get kind of terrence mckenna on it for a second it's just like um we're could be approaching this like time wave zero point of this like transcendental moment at the end of time he called it where just novelty is increasing at a in like 
I think he, I think he described it as like un, like unlimited novelty meeting perfect harmony. So like the synchronicities will start to come hot and heavy. So potentially we're just experiencing that. Just like the the drain is getting tighter and tighter as we're like getting sucked into the into the singularity, which is possible. But just in their and the conspiracy angle to that would be like they're trying to guide that and manifest that in the way that they best benefit them on the other end, like of the black hole, whatever comes out the other side, whatever the, the rebirth is of this new aeon, they want to they be like, it could be that just some rebirth, some great reset, quote unquote, might just be happening regardless. That's just the trajectory of where we're headed regardless. And it could be a really great one, and it could be a terrible one, it could just get into the whole timeline thing with the way people talk about, which I'm not a huge fan of personally, but just like conceptually, like they could be just trying to manifest the one that keeps them at the top of the power pyramid at the other end or under the, the Titans paradigm. It's like they believe that these things will be resurrected, brought back in through the wormhole, whatever. And just as they wipe this slate clean, the ones that brought them in will be like kept in what they call like New Jerusalem or New Eden, this like bubble or city, floating city, or described in different ways. And then once it's all over, there's a new Garden of Eden that we lower back down and be able to like live in this new paradise where they're the bosses again. That's almost kind of uh, like that's almost kind of like Dune. I just finished the whole Dune series, and it's like the you know the oh, did you? yeah the oh. Ben Jesuit. They're controlling the Empire through these bloodlines, all exactly, these yeah. interbreeding, and they're trying to create the Quizoth Hadarak. They're trying to create basically like a an Antichrist or like a savior type Jesus character through <laughs> through <laughs> through bloodlines and breeding and programs exactly. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all behind the scenes. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I gotta read Dune. I'm not a. I'm not a. Um, I, did, I did my first deep dive into the Dune when when the movie came out. Uh, so I've only watched the the three different versions of it. Um, you would. I, I think you would love Dune, Derek. I think you'd really like that series, especially the the We're first. We're gonna show a, a, a Ben and Jesuit TV show for HBO Max. I think, oh, really? Coming out. Uh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't. I didn't hear that. Yeah, that'll probably be pretty good. At least the storyline's really good. Uh, so so anyway, yes. Yeah, so the, there's with everything that you're describing. Obviously, if people are just tuning in, this sounds like total ramblings of, of nonsense. But I, I, I got I got to think Sorry about that, everybody. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I sound the same way. But I, I got to think like I don't use I don't know. Do you use like Instagram or TikTok or any of those? Don't be a, don't be embarrassed. No. Sure. I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I'm just, a, I'm just a Facebook guy. Yeah. So I don't use them. I don't use them either. And I know Instagram and TikTok are the big ones. We're probably yeah. antiquated with our Facebook usage. So when yeah. I see. Yeah. So my fiance Hope, she'll use, she has an Instagram account, but she doesn't really use, she doesn't have anything else. She definitely doesn't have TikTok. And I'll see her kind of scrolling through things and I, she'll bring things up to me now that I used to say and point out and it was just like another silly conspiracy, but now it's all over Instagram. And when you, like I've seen the scrolling through Instagram or even when I've scrolled through Twitter myself because I have a Twitter account for, for yeah. the show. It's almost like, you know, you get that dopamine hit you know, it's like with oh, yeah. uh, with anything else, you get that little dopamine hit, you get a like, you get a share. But a lot of the stuff now, I guess it also depends on what you follow. But generally speaking, a lot of the stuff is what you and I have pointed out, what Clyde has pointed out and what others have pointed out, this esoteric, synchro mystical type of stuff. And now that's very, very big uh, on social media. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking that that's it's almost like. It's it's very, you know, it's like breath. You breathe in, you breathe out. And it's almost like when you work yourself into a frenzy, 
Um, like Eliphas Levi talked about how magicians used to do the breathing uh, techniques where they go <laughs> until they would start hyperventilating and that would help them to connect to different things or to summon different things. It's almost like everybody collectively is doing that. It's just hyperventilating, going through all these stories and going through all this information and it puts you into this trance-like state. Oh, for sure. It's getting, and they're, they, they 1 million percent know this. Like this is not even experience. This is just the way social media works. Oh, yes. And then it's just, like the, the whole like, I'm not on TikTok and stuff, but they the the Facebook um, Reels, I think is what they're called. It's the same. It's the same mechanism. And like the YouTube Shorts, is the same format. It's like that. Like it's formatted to fit the screen of your of your phone, and you can just endlessly swipe, endlessly swipe, endlessly swipe, and there's no ever stopping. You don't you don't choose the video, and it's just nonsense of just garbage content. There's nothing. Just nothing content. Just fake content, and occasionally. You'll get like peppered in. I mean, I'll get peppered in conspiracy stuff because they they know like what I want to hear, and it's like, hey, like yes, like the white noise thing did kind of trickle to the top. I saw some regular people talking about that, but like, there's just a cacophony of garbage too. There's just so much trash conspiracy that they're throwing out there that's like really honestly embarrassing. That makes me like cringe. Like this is why family thinks that I talk about when I like call into these shows. This is like. Almost so I think that's also a tactic. Oh, definitely, and, and definitely. It, it, it's you. But you talked about them before a lot, and and like, but then just like the over the over amount of stimulus that that, that, that dopamine hit too. It's just like sometimes like I'll get out of work and I'm not perfect. Like I'll I'll be tired and I'll kind of be just sitting there and I'll just like let myself get get lost down the, the like like have you have you experienced this Facebook real thing? It, it is no. what TikTok is. It's, it's the same format and it's just it was just this little. Like, I'm I'm only on my phone. I don't even have a working computer. But like on the top of the for, like the Facebook phone format, there'd be like a bunch of different um like uh yeah they look like videos. And but instead of being like videos that you can pause and stop or whatever, they're just this endlessly they're like ten second clips, a TikTok TikTok length clip. Uh, really just garbage. And it's kind of like a weird like George Orwell thing of just like the future would be just. Not just nothing content, not just uh, inundated with just like nonsense content. Meet like a just fill you, stuff you with just absolutely like um, just nothing. That sounds like I don't I don't necessarily agree with the guy's politics, but you ever listen to Patton Oswalt stand up? A little bit, yeah. He has a he has a bit actually that's kind of on this from years and years ago. He talks about how we've we've filmed like with all these reality shows and all the media and social media, we've like filmed everything, so people aren't surprised by anything. You know, he, he said in the future the Hollywood blockbusters are going to have to be things like man eats a bowl of cereal because that won't be a normal thing. You, you'll be seen. You'll be seen everything else. We filmed all of reality. <laughs> everything will just kind of yeah. <laughs> kind of dry up. But no, that's that's kind of what I thought of when you were describing that. This idea of uh, I bring up the social media because it's like hyper we're like hyperventilating. We're like throwing ourselves into a frenzy. And this is how black masses and the witches at black masses. If you watch the movie, the witch, which is a pretty good movie, that's how the movie ends. You know, they're naked in the woods and they're in a frenzy state. And this is how you turn your body or you, you know, the, the vessel for the soul is how you turn your body into a vessel for something else to inhabit, for something else to walk into. And I don't just mean like an internet demon. I mean, this I think is part of the blueprint for the apocalypse, the blueprint for the new age ascension, the blueprint for the end of the world merge with machines, the blueprint for the antichrist. It's part of the giving up of what makes us human and the the selling, if you will, of the, of the soul. 
we're hyperventilating, we're putting ourselves into a frenzy, we're consuming, 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 but we're actually being consumed. It's kind of like the matrix. You're in this world, you think's real, you're consuming, you're participating, but your energy is actually being sucked off of you to power something else. And I think that power is going to, well, the emergence or to summon, to conjure, to invoke, and to bring the old ones uh, into this world, at least the power of the old ones into those that are trying to channel them, if that makes sense. Yeah, like like this uh, like this cultural whirling dervish effect. We're all kind of, or like a, I like that, yes. Like a, like a societal bacchanal where everyone's just kind of freaking out in this weird, in this crazy frenzy state. And just, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it ties also into the um, MKUltra type stuff where it's just there, these are all the ingredients throughout time, like whether it was in a ceremony and you did, you did it to yourself on purpose to get yourself into a, into one of these states through countless ways, like so many different ways. And all of them, I feel like we're doing right now. Uh, like, that's why people are more hysterical yeah. about everything, politics, religion. People are just more hysterical, reacting hysteria everywhere. Everywhere you go, everything you do, it's just like hysteria is the norm. Yeah, and there's 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 no yeah there's no there's no growth there. That's the fight or flight thing. You can't you can't you can't grow. You can't, like there's it's the stagnation there. There's no yes. I don't know. And 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 just it's they're also allowed to do whatever they want to. They can they can just put so much out there that like so much it's, it's like, a, like some kind of weird kaleidoscopic effect or some overwhelming like like weird dream nightmare escape like Willy Wonka's tunnel loop like that weird scary tunnel where all the lights are going crazy and he's like singing to the kids and stuff and that's kind <laughs> yeah. of what it's what it's yeah. like like you can't you can't pick out one image from the, from the next so they can stuff in as much esoteric like occult weirdness as they possibly can well meanwhile like and it's just going right into everyone's subconscious while they're all yelling at, at like yelling at each other about some garbage nonsense story that won't matter in forty eight hours, and like part of part of the, they even know that when they're fighting about it, and it's just I don't know. At it's, this point, it's become like well, like recreation to just be mad. All the time. Yes, yeah, no, no, uh, that definitely. And this is again, this is all part of the the overall theme and the idea of of what we're discussing tonight. You, I mean, I, I mentioned the Ben Shapiro video where he's acknowledging, yeah, there's it's just weird. Like I don't like Ben Shapiro. Uh, but he's acknowledging like, yeah, there's these people are like obsessed with tentacles or something. It's it's strange. Or I saw even a clip of Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson acknowledged like, yeah, it's really weird that this train wreck in Ohio was they filmed a movie there about exactly what just happened. Like this is stuff that you would have to tune into Ground Zero or the secret teachings to hear about the synchro mysticism or listen to listen to you call in and point something like this out. Now it's mainstream everything is acknowledging it for for sure and honestly like say what you will about the epstein stuff and they're like distracting us from different epstein stuff but like that also became a meme like the epstein didn't kill himself thing the whole flight thing yeah it became became a meme so i listen to a lot of just like regular pop culture stuff and a lot of that leans leans pretty left like hollywood leads pretty left and a lot of like comedy stuff so people who live in hollywood but just basically like haven't made it they're just like doing podcasts and they're just like they just joke around. So they they kind of say it and make fun of like they kind of poke fun at conspiracy theorists when they joke about it. But they they like make Epstein flight logs, like Bill Clinton Epstein logs jokes all the time, constantly. They just a meme out there. So basically they're kind of poking fun at conspiracy theorists, but also it's just they're accepting the idea that like yeah, the elites are these like blood sucking monsters who just they don't have our best interest in heart. Like I feel like just everyone knows that now. 
and whether they're actively being like, see, like, look what's going on, look what's going on, it's so crazy, or just kind of being like, uh, I don't know, finding other weird, dumb things to be mad about, but they they still kind of know, like, yeah, I mean, this, like, I don't know, they joke about the that's apocalypse. How, and that, that's so how you much. can, like, that's how you can get people to... Yeah, well, to, to, if you joke about it, it's more people can accept it more, even if it's just subconsciously. Go ahead. Exactly. It's all this, oh, yeah, I'm going to be like guzzling all this wine during like, the apocalypse. Let me just like drink wine and go shopping online. Like, like, it's just like dumb jokes. They're just like, oh, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can't, I can't not do a good job to describe it. But it's just, it's they've, even if they're poking fun or like saying conspiracy theories are bad, they've like already accepted. The, these core beliefs that the conspiracy theorists are talking about. Yes. So it's, it's, just, it's, just weird, it's just a weird thing. It's like everyone, like whether they're no, whether they know it or not, has just accepted the fact that, like, yeah, we're kind of in the end times. That, and yeah, I don't know. Well, that that, yeah. that is so weird that you say that because yesterday uh, we went out to uh, to get get some food and we were I had turned the radio on in the car. I normally don't have the radio on. I have like an iPod, but I had the radio on as a local station. They were playing some music here in Tucson. And they had a commercial, um, it was like a radio commercial for the, for the show or for the network or whatever. And they were saying something about like, listen to us. And, you know, they were telling you why you should listen to this station. Then they made, they made a joke, kind of like what you're saying. They made a joke about how Alexa is listening to you. So like, listen to us while Alexa listens to you. And Alexa, they had an Alexa say, it is my job to listen to you and gather information. And they, they laughed and it was a joke. And I sat there and it made me really angry because I thought, okay, 10 years ago when I said that your phone's listening to you and that your computer and everything that you use is tracking, tracking you and monitoring you, your TV listens and monitors and sends the information to local law enforcement. That's on Samsung's website. People would laugh at me and people would make fun of me. People called me names at the old radio station 12, 13 years ago. They go, oh, there's the little Alex Jones. He thinks he's so smart. Because I was just reading the privacy and, and uh, you know, thing on their Samsung's website. People thought I was a, a wacko. And now it's just a common thing. And you're right. Now it's just a joke. Armageddon's a joke. The spine's a joke. The pedophilia's a joke. It's all just a big game now. Or it's co-opted and turned into some w- wild, stupid QAnon Pizzagate thing. And it's it's misleading. But but yes, that I, I don't know. That just it, that pisses me off when I hear that. I'm like, thir- I've said that 13 years ago. Other people have been saying that for longer than me. That now it's a joke <laughs> that everything's listening to monitoring you that yeah, there's pedophiles that that run the world. It's so bizarre, it's, Derek. It's, a, it's the weirdest thing. It's, it's maybe I'm, I'm trying to think of why that why that is like other than what we've already been talking about, but just maybe it's the way that they're able to like corral the Internet as best we can. Like there's so much information that they, they have to in some way, like, shepherd us to one spot or, or the other. So yes. it's like they're injecting these themes, getting, getting like, people on one side to believe something. So, for instance, like, a liberal to believe in what the core tenet of what the conspiracy is, but at the same time reject the idea of a conspiracy theorist to, in turn, not look for anything. Like, not, actually, not actually, like, I, I mean, I'm in Boston. Like, I know a lot of liberals. I know there's a lot of smart people I went to college with who would identify themselves as like anti-Trump or whatever. And it's just, it's a shame sometimes that those people aren't invested in synchromysticism. There's a lot of great minds who have just been warped by CNN, but they could be tools if they, if they were reading Secret Teaching of All Ages and listening to your show and stuff. Like, I mean, and I don't think it's a coincidence that they're trying to like get those people to just be mad about some woke issue or another, you know? It's the same way on the, on the right, you know? No, you're totally right. You're totally right. Derek Murphy is our guest this evening, more of a co-host with us on The Secret Teachings. (laughs) Thank you, brother. 
Yeah, I, I appreciate it. And by the way, I think you've you've gotten not that you were bad, but you've gotten so much better at at coherently expressing yourself on the show. I feel. Uh, oh man, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I, I mean that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tolerating me. Thank you, thank you, really means a lot. Yeah, yeah, I really mean that. So we've got about uh, 50 seconds, and we have a little commercial break here, and then we're going to come back. And I want to talk to you about yes, how the you've alluded to this a few times, trying to get me to segue. <laughs> uh, uh, the Grammys uh, performance. It's not just the Grammys. You know, there was the Grammys with Megan the Stallion and Cardi B, and then Beyonce at the Super Bowl. Like these are events that have received thousands of FCC complaints. There's more complaints about the Sam Smith performance, but I wanted to talk with you about that and how people are not just, you'd expect Christians to, to complain about that and moan about it and, and file complaints. But now people are also doing the same for the Christian advertisements at the Super Bowl. So that's kind of weird that more atheistic Satan like people are complaining about the Christian stuff. It's a double standard. It's very hypocritical and it's, very strange that it's it's on both sides of the aisle. I want to talk with you more about that when we come back from break. I think there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of meat on For that sure. bone. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this with Derek Murphy. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, the Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The technological elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. In Octane, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. 
Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl up to the fall of back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. It's to commemorate 50 years of women pilots in the Navy. Autumn Lockwood is now going to be a part of the Philadelphia Eagles coaching staff. The NFL says that she's also making history as the first black woman to coach at a Super Bowl. An unidentified object has been spotted over the skies. Squarespace is a website that makes websites. It could create itself. Websites making websites. Websites making websites. Websites singularity. The National Football League welcomes you to the Apple Music Super Bowl 57 Halftime Show. I will show you the judgment of the great harlot with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. sitting on a scarlet beast which was full of names of blasphemy having seven heads and ten horns the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication the same system has been fixed for too long and so the problem has been accumulated more and more And now the seed of a new change has just sprouted on it. If we are too accustomed to the stability and peace we are now in, and simply dismiss the seed of change, we may end up with a disaster, but we must actively find and nurture the seeds of new ideas and changes. I will show you the judgment of the great harlot, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy. The National Football League welcomes you to the Apple Music Super Bowl 57 Halftime Show. You are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. Big, seemingly unnatural earthquakes in Turkey. Mass poisoning of the Ohio River and large parts of the United States because of a train wreck and then, of course, the burning of that five-train-car load 
of toxic chemicals, a man-made disaster, not just an accident. And then planes that seem to be falling out of the sky or almost colliding with each other on a daily basis. Another train wreck in Detroit. From planes to trains, planes, trains, and automobiles. From planes and trains to earthquakes to big fires at food processing facilities, etc. It seems that the stage has been set, or at least there is a blueprint being presented not for your conscious consumption, but for your subconscious consumption, for the apocalypse, for Armageddon, for the eschaton, at least for those of the Abrahamic faiths, for others, as our guest Derek Murphy pointed out tonight, for those who believe in the New Age movement-type spiritualisms, it's about ascension. For others, it's about aliens coming down to save us. For some, it's about technocracy. It's time to end this world and merge with machines. Yuval Harari had said recently that we're going to have to relearn our senses. We're going to have to relearn how to see. We're going to have to relearn how to do all the things that we do in this physical world, which is literally what Neo had to do in the Matrix. Did those movies and those ideas and those concepts come from somewhere as a form of uh, preparation, predictive programming, or is it just an idea that gave the, you know, movies like The Matrix gave technocrats these ideas, or just so many different movies and TV shows and ideas that we see that are in the popular culture, that in the popular zeitgeist, that just seem to manifest things in real life, not just the movie White Noise, not just Knock Knock at the Cabin, the new Shyamalan movie about the apocalypse and the sacrificing of the innocent and the unleashing of the the wrath and the judgment upon mankind, all things that you know we've seen within the, the first week of the release of that movie. But you have people that seem to be playing God. I keep saying seem because I don't know for sure. It just seems like people are playing God. It seems like people are manufacturing subconsciously the idea or trying to manufacture these ideas in your subconscious, not in the conscious mind, that your beliefs, your religion, what you think is is very real, and that whether it's aliens or whether it's the Antichrist or it's AI being a, a god or whatever it is, you feel comfortable and you feel confirmed that what you believe is real, and eventually you'll lose faith in those things because the the final judgment never happens, but because you're afraid and because you're worried about these things because you have your beliefs confirmed you fall into the trap of believing that those playing God are the savior to the problems that it's classical Hegelian dialectic uh, playing God to make you think that these things are happening and then offering you a solution to a problem that they are creating and the idea of scrolling through all of this information whether that's social media, mainstream media, whatever, more and more and more and more information at your fingertips any given time of the day or night, it's almost like a, a hyperventilating. It's almost like it whips us into a frenzy. You know, it's going to be a more angry world. And in the black mass, a classic black mass, not only do you get, you know, you get naked, but you dance around and you throw yourself into a frenzied state. You become hysterical. You hyperventilate. You cross your eyes until you have ocular damage to the nerves. You do these things to distort reality so that the devil can take possession of your body so that you can have communion with the devil. 
Now, I'm not necessarily saying these things are literal. I'm saying these things are conceptual. Uh, they're ideas. And they're things that we're talking about with our good friend, guest, and co-host, Derek Murphy, tonight. And Derek, I wanted to, as you said, as you alluded to, I wanted to bring this to your attention. I played that Super Bowl montage again because if we go back to the Super Bowl, it just kind of seems really weird that the symbol of the I Ching was there. At least I thought it was the I Ching. Maybe, maybe it's just my imagination. I Ching hexagon, uh, hexagram 23, and also the one of the trigrams of the I Ching, which is the Gon. And these, which is, for those of you who didn't listen to our Super Bowl show, it's basically the, the platform mirrors that Rihanna and her dancers were singing on and, and performing on. She was lip syncing, but they were dancing on. And it made the image of the hexagram 23 or the Gon trigram. And it just so happens to be, Derek, as you listen to uh, the show on uh, on Monday with Clyde and I, and I'm assuming you listen to the show that I did separate, these sim- these symbols in the I Ching literally symbolize, literally represent, even directly from my I Ching book, it says hexagram 23 is the cleansing. It's wiping the slate clean, basically. It's, you know, the reset. It means a recapitulation of hexagram four and the apocalypse. And hexagram four is the child. Interpret that as the Antichrist. It is the revelation and it is the lifting of the veil. So having that idea, that symbol there that like nobody else saw, I've never heard, I haven't seen anybody else online, any other radio show podcast point this out. It's literally a splitting up of reality. It's literally Armageddon. It's literally time is an illusion. Everything's going to disintegrate. There's no trust. Everything's deceptive, undermining the foundation of the world. This is the collapsing of the pillars of reality that you talked about. So if you want to talk about this for a second, and then we'll go into the... Um, the Christian and then the opposite of Christian, the way that people are approaching and having they want to have these kind of things censored or banned or blocked or whatever. So anyway, let's go ahead and get your opinion. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on on uh, that, not just the halftime yeah. show, but the idea, the symbols behind it. Yeah. So, so for the people who haven't listened, I guess, or just for a quick refresher, like I think if you would ask me what I think the, the grand end goal is for like the powers of be, whatever, I think they're, even if they're not, even if all these secret societies or all these like power centers aren't all directly in cahoots, as it, as the, like things that connect the tissue is that they're all working for some non-human entities who are trying to, like the old ones over that, the old Lovecraftian ones, trying to bust back in, Kronos, whatever, Saturn. And in order to do that, they have to collapse the pillars of reality and like basically the walls that separate this realm from the infinite other, other realms, good, bad, neutral, um, in their case like dark abysses um, and allow these things to come in. So that's like a grand picture. I think they're trying to do that in many, that's, like, that's the great reset. That's, that's all kind that's everything we just talked about. So when you were talking about this, like, and when, when, when Clyde was talking about it on the show, it, it made me think of um, the Ant-Man Quantumania trailer that played during the Super Bowl. There was a bunch of like big nerd events during the, during the turn of the game, like a lot of big trailers that, that dropped. So Ant-Man was actually released. This is like the opening day, I guess, for it. Um, so I haven't seen it, so there's no spoilers for it. But this whole phase, it's called like the multiverse saga. And we talked about that on, on the uh, like the comic-y shows, the DC show and stuff we did. But um, did you watch Loki? Like, did you? I know we talked no, about I it, have not. You? I have not. Okay. All right. Like, like, I feel like it's a, it's a slight spoiler. I mean, so if you want to watch Loki, maybe like, turn the volume down for one minute and then turn it back up. But like, 
the way the Marvel universe works, you have to know how it, the show ended to like understand what all the movies are, like are going to be going forward. So it's not really spoiler. You kind of have to know it. Um, so the main big bad guy is this guy called Kang, who was introduced on the last episode of uh, of Loki, and he's going to be the big bad guy for Ant Man, which again just released last night today. And he's this time traveler who, from like the 31st century, he's like Reed Richards great-great-great-great-grandson from the Fantastic Four or whatever, but he figures out that there's a multiverse. So he starts meeting other versions of himself. And then it starts out good. They're trading resources and stuff, which, <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk blue beam, like, ball flag events, like, people think alien invasion is going to be the event, but, I mean, I think, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if over the next five years they say that they've made contact with another reality. Like, but besides the point, Dimension, so dim, dimensionally, which is what Jordy Rose said, then that's what he said that they would 100%. go to these realities and take resources out of them with the quantum computer. Yeah, another Earth. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but so he does that in the beginning, and basically the whole last episode of uh, oh, do you hear Alexa talking in the background right now? She uh, is Alexa she's talking. Listening to me, so she she interrupted me. Yeah, yeah, it's in my, it's in my house. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it here, but that's a, uh, that's a bad omen. Here. That's a bad omen. Oh, uh, we're real good. Um, so I want to shut up. Uh, distracted. But yeah. So you get to the end of Loki. So again, is the trickster, uh, this, this, this trickster who his whole thing is to, to buck the status quo. That's the role. That's the trickster archetype. Is to is to basically reset things. If things are going too good, he's a villain. If things are going too bad, he's a good guy. And his job is to kind of reset stuff. So Loki ends by this Kang character they call. Uh, he who remains is kind of like the, this person at the singularity at the end of time with this like Lovecraftian monster guarding the gates to his like castle or his like pocket dimension or whatever. He explains that when he was meeting his other versions, it started out well, it started out good. And then he started to realize that they weren't all good. There were some who were trying to like attack and take over um, all the other ones. So, so it created this huge multiversal war where he like, basically wiped all other versions of himself away, um, destroyed all the other uh, timelines, created the sacred timeline, and that's like what the whole show, of, all of Loki is about. It's like the TVA, they're like pruning these other branch timelines that like come out. Like, so the whole concept of the variant that like happened during the whole COVID variant time. Like, oh, right, um, yes, I remember that. So the variants are these like time anomalies. So when Loki ended, it was this one sacred timeline that's being curated by this like men in black time travel, um, time cop like organization breaks, completely breaks, shatters. And it creates this like chaos in the multiverse. And that's what like, essentially when you, when you explain in this I Ching, uh, X 23 thing, that's exactly the same thing. Um, I'm not sure if I did a good job explaining it, but that's splitting, exactly so what it is. Splitting apart. Yeah. This is the splitting apart of, the sacred timeline, this like order, this like perfectly ordered one fluid timeline. And then now it's absolute chaos in the multiverse. Now it's all kind of branch timelines. They're going to be eating each other and fighting with each other and basically like perfect chaos. You know, like family guy did that, that multiverse episode many, many years ago. And then, you know, one of the top, uh, I'd say animated shows now is Rick and Morty, which is all about the multiverse. I mean, we talked about when Doctor Strange came out, the newer movie, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once came out at the same time, and they had some of the same images in those movies, totally unrelated to each other. Uh, yeah, and, and, it, and, this, is, and this, this, this whole phase 
what they call like I'm, I'm I'm like not sure how many people are familiar with the Marvel stuff. So if you are, this is like I'm retreading a lot of just one on one Marvel stuff. But if, if you're not, I feel like it's good information because this these are the they're getting more and more hate every movie that comes out. But still, they're the biggest. They're the biggest thing. They're they're the Yankees. They're 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 the number one. They're the everyone paying attention to it, which has a lot of magical significance and stuff. So this entire Phase Five, like so post post Avengers Endgame with Thanos, was Phase Four. And that was like Doctor Strange, and all, we got introduced to the multiverse. And now this whole saga, this Phase Five, just started today, literally four, five, six of the multiversal saga, which is this chaotic multiversal war, timelines collapsing. And then over across the street at DC, they had this, the Flash trailer drop, which we talked about before on the DC show. Which synchronously, like the movie just kept getting pushed back because Ezra Miller's a big creep, kept getting pushed back, pushed back, and finally the trailer dropped on Super Bowl two. And it's the same thing. It's it's based on Flashpoint, where he goes back in time to try to save his mom, who was like his traumatic event to start his whole wanting of being a hero thing when he was a kid. Uh, and that causes chaos in the timeline. There's multiple versions of Flash, multiple Batman, all these like weird variant Superman, and it's chaos amongst many different timelines. And he's trying to save one timeline, but it's like everything's running amok. The universe is like the universe is collapsing. In these two particular cases, within the prism of time, but that's just like one example. But across the board, is to collapse to birth a new something. So, in essence, what that you're was saying? A long ramble. No, 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 no. That's okay. No, it, it makes a lot of sense. I'm just going to confirm very simply what you're saying is that in regard to, let's call it Hollywood and entertainment, and especially the comic book universes, if you will, the multiverse uh, imagery and ideas. Yeah. All of that can kind of be summed up with the I Ching 23 and with splitting apart. 100%. Yeah, so, so that that in and of itself is bizarre. Plus, if you like, if you've watched multiple successive Super Bowls and the commercials, and you see this trend with you know the electric cars, and we had Zeus last year, but the yeah. the GM commercial that I thought was probably the most well recognized commercial because they had so many uh, pop culture references in it: Squid Games, Stranger Things, and then you had like this zombie apocalypse. So again, it's like electricity. And then end of the world, electricity, and then Stranger Things, multiple dimensions. It's it's the same exact thing. It's it, whether it's a car commercial, or if it's a cartoon on TV, like you know Rick and Morty, or if it's a big blockbuster movie. It's literally yeah. every. I've said this over and over again. It's literally everywhere you look. You cannot yeah, escape literally. it. And and I forgot to mention, but like all of Phase Five, every single writer for all for Ant Man for everything that's coming out is um different Rick and Morty writers. So they're literally just taking like Rick and Morty stories really? and putting them in the Marvel. Yeah. Really? <laughs> so basically the whole, the whole Rick and Morty phase pretty much. So yeah. all those, um, again, like creepy, creepy associations with Rick and Morty and stuff, obviously, but there's a lot of like weird, heady, multiversal uh, yeah. ideas in there still. Um, that also reminds me of the TV yeah. show. It was a very cheap, kind of a cheesy show, but it was a really smart show it was the TV show fringe. You remember that? That's uh no that's uh I think I talked about this before but that's number one on my list that the X Files I'm going through the X Files right now I've never made it all the way through um and then the Fringe is my number two that so, I've never made so it all the way through no spoiler spoilers for you I'm sure a lot of other people have seen it but base that the whole basis of it is these two scientists had done this really uh really complicated and and powerful work that they were able to open up a a, a dimensional gateway or a portal essentially and yeah. they caused these two universes, our universe and another, or these two dimensions to come into contact with one another. 
And so the whole point of the show is basically trying to stop these dimensional, uh, uh, the, the dimensional interference to stop the other universe from destroying our universe. And there are like a weird, almost like men in black type time cop thing in it, in that show too. And that show came out of like the early two thousands and it was the same, I mean, same thing then. Doctor Who is having a big anniversary. I'm not a I'm not a Whovian. It's like a, there's like decades and decades and decades of Doctor Who, so I'm I'm never gonna dive into it. But like they're having a big moment right now, and they have the Time Lords. So I'm not sure if they have like multiple cascading, colliding timelines and everything. But they have a weird Men in Black time authority, uh, chron- the chronocracy, as a uh, you can call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like weirdly the tagline and the poster that dropped the day before the Super Bowl, like to promote the trailer that's going to come out for the flash was a uh, worlds collide. That's basically what you're talking about. These like multiple realities coming to like these two parallel earths kind of like collapsing in on each other. And that's what uh, DC has crisis on infinite earths, which is like exactly that. There's like, they got like comic book wise, they got themselves in a continuity crisis where there's just too many, too many weird timelines and offshoots. So they just made this huge event where they just collapsed them all into one, but it inadvertently became their most famous and most successful and biggest event ever in the 80s. And it was a uh, live-action version of it was done like two years ago on the Flash TV series with all their like six different DC shows that were all running concurrently and stuff. But synchronistically, that Worlds Collide tagline is the tagline for um, Rihanna's animated alien movie uh, that came out in like 2016. Oh, that's right. So that's right. Worlds, worlds Collide. So yeah, I don't know. There's also uh, there's also a new Transformers yeah. coming out. It's called like Rise of the Beast <laughs> or Rise something Beast, like that. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's like 95% CGI. I think there's like barely even any humans in it. It's just all it just uh, Transformers versus first animal Transformers and just more <laughs> weird. That's just like more abominable. Like as a 90s kid, I'm excited for it, and as like a nerd, I'm excited for it. I'm gonna watch it. But like as a sacred mystic, it's just more abominations. It's just it's transhuman yes. stuff. Now it's trans. Now it's hybrid robot animal stuff. I don't know. Crazy. So that, in, in essence, that sums up your take on the I Ching twenty three and the the Gone and the Hexagram four and all and all those things. The child, the revelation, the veil, the dissolving of reality, and the new beginning. Yeah, in, ter- yeah. in terms veil, of the pop culture, the veil, for, 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 for essentially, yeah, just the uh, the like discord amongst reality itself, the collapse, the collapsing of of you know, the pillars of the pillars of reality um, to create this. Uh, depending on who who's trying to direct it, like their new utopia or new dystopia or new new eon or whatever. Okay. Um, you, you 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 mentioned before too, but uh, Rihanna said for the zombie apocalypse. So Rihanna had a her biggest thing before this like, performance was, I think in November she had a big promotion for um her Savage Fenty like cosmetic line. Whatever. She's like a billionaire now. She's like pretty much done with music. She's just like. So um, she needs that umbrella from all that all that rain. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what that looked like. Uh, that's why she doesn't care about not getting paid for the Super Bowl, and that's what whole, her like checking her makeup at the during the performance. It's like a an ad for her her like billion dollar company. Um, but it was like unbelievably apocalyptic. It was like all zombie apocalypse stuff. It was it was a dystopian. She was just a zombie apocalypse queen that looked like the basically looked, looked like a Mad Max Statue of Liberty, pretty much like the goddess Columbia. Uh, post-apocalypse version of it. It was like that's like two, three months before the Super Bowl. Um, it's more of the same stuff. I don't know. Crazy. So, so with so with all that, we're gonna skip the break. We're just going to go through uh, the whole hour here without a break. Okay. 
you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If you're just joining us, I'm Ryan Gable, your host. The show is Monday through Friday on Ground Zero dot radio and the secret teachings dot info. You can also find us on any radio or podcast player. Listen to the same free archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can subscribe to the ad-free show, however, that gets you access to the show, the montages, and to my digital books. If you buy a book, if you subscribe, that keeps us on air. That is the only way that we get paid. And also, if you listen to the show for free, we also get paid for that with those advertisements. You just have to kind of sit through those. They're usually not more than one or two ads uh, per, uh, so I think I may have put three or four ads per, per 30 minutes. So anyway, the secret teachings.info. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. So Derek, the halftime show of the Super Bowl uh, has in the past received a lot of FCC complaints. For example, you know, with uh, Janet Jackson, the, the, the boob popping out. That yeah, was, oh, man. that was FCC. I remember, I remember when that happened, I was watching that Super it Bowl did. with my, my friend long, long time ago. Um, I feel like, like, like that was the first like major DVR moment. I remember vividly my dad running from uh, like the kids were watching it on the upstairs TV. My dad and like all his buddies were downstairs, and he he runs up to the to the um, very early like TiVo or DVR and uh, pauses it and rewinds it. Did you see this? Did you see this? Check this out! Check this out! Look at this! <laughs> I'm like I'm like this is 2001, right? So I'm like 11, 10, 10 or 11 at this point. Um, yeah, it's really brilliant. imagine if that happened today. How much of a thing that would be? It was just pre-internet, so they just dodged it, and now they're just like, oh, "Sorry, go on." No, no, no. That's a, didn't didn't she have some kind of like fun thing? Like, yeah, yeah. And I thought it was also Sorry. kind of maybe a lot of people thought maybe it was kind of staged, but oh, it was definitely staged. He like he, it was it was part of the choreography. He just like ripped her thing off, but it's yeah. just like oh, they, it was a malfunction. It was like, like it was yeah a wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, that was that was introduced into the lexicon wardrobe malfunction, and it just like. A couple of people watched uh, Entertainment Tonight for for that week, and the late night show was talked about it, like Jay Leno, and then it was over. And that's pre 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 social media; it was just over. Yes, uh, but yeah, yes. that was a massive ritual. Sorry, guys. No, 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 no. That's no. You're right. You're right. Uh, the so that that I mean, there were so many FCC complaints. I think there were even calls for a congressional investigation into it. That was a big, big deal. Uh, Beyonce Dude. in 2016. Beyonce had 47 pages of complaints logged to the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, about her Super Bowl performance. Uh, and she, I mean, I don't even think that was, that wasn't even that raunchy. I'm, I would, I think Shakira got, because that was like three years ago or something. Shakira was at the halftime show. She got a bunch of, I mean, there's always complaints. There's always people complaining. Uh, the big ones were Janet Jackson, Beyonce, uh, Cardi B and Megan the Stallion, whatever that name is, the Stallion. Uh, they they had a lot of complaints logged against them for their performance. Was it back in 2021? So that was crazy. Though. Yeah, that, that was like that wasn't that, that, that wasn't raunchy. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Like, I was just I was like, that's there's no subtlety about that at all. It's just how how do they like? I feel like even if they are just these weird. They're both like into witchcraft and they're both weirdos on their own. But if they are, even if they are these like just these big, well, she's, she's plastic. Creeps, like, Cardi B is like a doll. She has like a kid. She has like, they have kids. How do you like this? There's just, I don't know. Like even, even if, even if you're not into what we're into, how do you just like watch that on the couch at like nine <laughs> o'clock at night with your family and just be like, Hey, this is regular. This is regular. Six. Like that's not like, do you remember when, when Madonna kissed, um, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera at the VMAs. Yes, yes. That was a huge deal. And then it pales in comparison. 
to where we're at right now with like Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Like, like it's a whole other stratosphere. So I don't know. So what about when Joe Biden's wife kissed Kamala Harris's husband? Did that? <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That no that the so that that performance at the Grammys with Cardi B I I watched that I did a show on it and I yeah. it's not it's not from like some Christian moral point of view it's just literally a bed I think it was a bed and she just had her legs open one of them had their legs open on the bed it, it, it's not even an innuendo like it's like hacky this is like yeah. strictly as just like a like you went to film school I I I, I this was it was like something I wanted to do when I was like in high school like just as a strictly entertaining standpoint I feel like it was just like dumb and like like hacky you know what I mean it's just like what are you doing you know it's just like it's what are you, what are you doing it's, it's not subtle it's not like <laughs> I don't know it's not it's not I don't know I don't know I don't know as a, speaking from the point of a of a of a of a male as a, of a guy maybe that makes me toxic I think real toxic masculinity <laughs> is when you don't ha- when you're not a man you don't treat women with respect but anyway the point is I from a male's point of view like there there's there's attractiveness in mystery you know, yeah. not there's not a tr- attractiveness necessarily. I mean, maybe you go to the strip club on occasion, but there's not attractiveness in just like whopping on stage at the Grammys. That to me, that's just there's just something wrong with that, and it's something off about it. To, I don't see that in any way, shape, or form as empowering. That's just my opinion. But the the, the point is, it's, there, it's a it's like embarrassing. It's a difference. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Like 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 your wife or girlfriend doing like a sexy striptease. And then, like your wife or girlfriend getting like a little too drunk, being like a sloppy mess on the dance floor or something. Like <laughs> one, one like turns you on, one makes you cringe, you know. And then what we saw yeah. on the stage that was cringe worthy, you know. And there've been so, there've been so many of these cringe worthy performances. I mean, obviously Beyonce at the Super Bowl, a little more classy than Cardi B. Obviously Shakira, you know the kind of dance that she does. That's very Shakira where she's from. That's still a lot more classy than Cardi B and all. But the point is, like so I'm many. Well, no, this is why when we get together, I have to skip at least one break because there's so much. So hold on a second. <laughs> I want to I want to ask you about Shakira too because we're, we go back to the FCC yeah. thing. But the Shakira, uh, the witch doll uh, that she has placed, I guess, oh. facing her mother-in-law's house. So I did a whole show on this, and that that just I saw that story. Nobody else was really talking about it. Do you have thoughts on that? Can you can you can you explain that again real quick for me? Yeah, the witch the, the, the witch doll. So she put some big like it was supposed to be a, it's a defensive symbol, a doll on her balcony yeah. in Spain, and it's like right across the street from her mother in law's house. Her mother in law says that Shakira is practicing black magic or something to that effect and trying to bring physical harm to her. And so like Shakira, I think it was I think it was on Shakira's balcony. She put like a witch doll up. I'd have to go back and double check, but yeah, it was something to do with like witchcraft. And this was mainstream news. There's like a witch. Wow. Let, me, let me type it in. Let me find it here. I have a whole folder yeah. on it. Uh, yeah, Shakira taunts ex mother in law with a witch doll. It's like a giant doll witch. Looks like a witch with a hat, and it's supposed wow. to be some kind of like symbol of protection or symbol of witchcraft aimed at her mother in law. I mean, gr- <laughs> granted, a lot of celebrities do things for shock value, but this is a yeah. it's a very common thing in in the pop. In, in the pop world, in the entertainment, in the music industry, these people are obsessed with witchcraft. And it's I'm not talking about the Wiccan pagan kind of witchcraft. I'm talking about the black mass kind of witchcraft. They're obsessed with it. Exactly. It's everywhere. Exactly. I, mean, it's like in, I feel like yeah, I mean, music, you did a show a few weeks ago on, on uh, like the music industry and witchcraft and stuff. And yeah. like, I, I, um, I feel like Stevie Nicks was a, was a huge part of that for like making that um, 
fashionable to like a whole gener- like Beyonce, like Stevie Nicks is like a one what is a huge uh, idol of, of Beyonce. She like sampled that at like Bootylicious is a is a, is a uh, Fleetwood Mac or Stevie Nicks song or whatever sample, and uh, it's just that created created multiple generations of like the the witchy trope before like witch talk kind of took Who's over. Who's the one that did the the she was Santeria or something in her closet? Who was that? Yes. Um, yeah, she, she is like a pop star uh, rapper. Begins with a, not making a sound. Um, Banks, Elizabeth, uh, Azalea, Azalea Banks, whatever, right? Yep, Isn't Azalea it? Banks. I, I just looked it up. Azalea yeah. Banks. Yeah. And and so, like you said on the show, but like part of that is because I think, I mean, Shakira is, she may not be like big in, not big in America. She's pretty big, but she's like one of the biggest stars in the world. She's like, like Latin America's biggest star. Like in, I mean, their Christianity is mixed mixed in much more with like uh, like folk beliefs and, and pagan beliefs and stuff. There's, there's a lot like not necessarily Santa Maria per se, but just there's, there's more of that um, than would be than like just normally palatable to like a regular like yeah no Catholic, no certainly certainly same thing same thing with the dancing and the hips and the movement like that's not necessarily offensive and, and that's like how you, that's kind of the dancing from that culture you're right yes yeah, for sure but also. Uh, yeah, I mean, at that at that level of celebrity, like, do I think that she, she's um, a stranger to evoking um, strange powers? No, I don't. I don't like. So it could be a mix of a joke, but it's like, I don't. I don't have any Shakira wish stories at the top of my head. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> okay. okay, it's fine. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. Next time, next time I'm yeah. gonna. Oh, I'll come strap up with Shakira stories for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll expect you to have a whole, uh, whole uh, presentation <laughs> yeah. prepared. So anyway, so the so sure. Beyonce, uh, Cardi B, that just the, from the Super Bowl halftime show to the Grammys, there's always and going yeah. back to to uh, Janet Jackson's boob, there's always FCC complaints. So it's not a new thing when there's complaints filed to the FCC. Uh, the Sam Smith and Kim Petra's performance received a lot of FCC complaints. Numerous people have filed complaints against CBS and against. Uh, I guess Sam Smith and uh, Kim Petras in general to the Federal Communications Commission. Uh, some people say that there's a lot of people going to be canceling their TV service because of the performance, which is just people just have these dramatic reactions to it. So, uh, get a grip, you know. Change your channel, you know. Turn something else on, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, 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 so this is. I'm, I'm just trying to work with this idea here, Derek. So, people yeah. have always. So sort of perspective and object, objectively speaking and, and with some perspective, people have always complained, always filed FCC complaints. They're usually the, I call them, you know, middle of America type people, usually Christian, not necessarily super Christian, but just people that have morals and values and don't want whopping uh, on stage, yeah. you know, in, in a spot that, you know, it's the Grammys. A lot of kids like music, they listen to stuff like this. So they stay up and maybe watch the Grammys. I used to. Uh, and then you see that kind of thing. So I, I can understand that, especially from a uh, from a Christian point of view, but even from a non-Christian or non-religious point of view, I find it really tasteless. I find it really drab and I find it really offensive. Honestly, I find it very strange. I don't see it as empowering. So you would expect people who are Christian to complain and to whine and to bitch and to moan about things like that. That's that's a given. Uh, in the same yeah. way that when they say that Sam Smith's performance at the Grammys this year was supposed to be shocking, it's like, no, what would be shocking is if you had a pastor get up and say a prayer and then a Christian band won the best of everything. That would be shocking. So then <laughs> on, on the flip side of things, during the Super Bowl, there were millions and millions of dollars spent 
to air two commercials promoting Jesus. The ads depict present-day struggles and use them as a metaphor for something that Jesus went through to show that, quote, he gets us. Did you see these commercials? I just saw the uh, thumbnail stuff. I, I worked during the game, so I had to uh, watch everything on YouTube and everything. So I didn't watch them in their entirety, but I'm aware of them, yeah. Okay, now they're not just Super Bowl commercials either. They, I, When I watch uh, hockey games, NHL games, they have them sometimes on the broadcast, whatever the broadcaster oh, okay. is. So they've they've aired them before. These these are not new. But I thought this was interesting. I saw this big write-up in Parade uh, Magazine and a bunch of others online, and people are really, really, really upset that these advertisements play during the Super Bowl. And now I'm, I don't know if it's kind of a cultural pushback against the more religious minded middle of America people that find the halftime performance at the Super Bowl or the Grammys, et cetera, offensive and complain. I don't know if it's kind of pushback because of that kind of like rebellious. Well, if you're going to complain about this, we're going to complain about the Jesus ads. Or if it's kind of like, this is the idea that I've been, I've been playing around with. They're, they're trying to make this a political thing and saying, well, they claim that these, this group claims that they have no intention to, to really, you know, push up a political narrative. They just want people to get along like Jesus did. And they're saying because uh, a billionaire named David Green, who's the founder and CEO of Hobby Lobby, since he put some money into it, it's a political advertisement now. But so there's, there's two things I want to address here. Number one is certainly the Christians or the religious minded people that complain about the Grammys, the halftime show and file these complaints. I get it. But at the same time, there's a lot of hypocrisy and a lot of double standards here, Derek, I think, because these are the same people that politically speaking also get upset when liberals and others want to cancel and ban things. The Christians also want to do the same thing. Do they not for these justifiable yeah. reasons or otherwise? They also seem to have the same mindset for that. Yeah. Like, I expect the, the Christian people, like you said, to, to call and complain about same spent or whatever. But then there was pushback to that from like, again, these like, I'm just in like a bunch of like different groups on Facebook and stuff. So it's just huge, like tens of thousands of people when it just directed at different shows or just pop culture in general or different like mainstream pop culture podcasts. So they take a lot of shots at like conservatives and stuff. Like they try to skew it entertainment wise, but uh-huh. it gets a little annoying sometimes. But there was a lot of pushback. Oh, see, like, uh oh, the, the, the right's going to talk about Satan. The Christians, the Christians are going to talk about, uh, the, like Sam Smith trying to get trying to get your kids and everything, and it was like, like so much of that. Like the the day after the Grammy, it's like, oh, here we go, like trying to to stop it before the complaints even even happen. And then those same people are the ones who are complaining about Jesus commercials. So I was like, those that doesn't equate. I don't know, like, what, like that's it's bizarre. It's like it's like they're trying to shame shame. I mean, like I don't know. I've been I've been. I was raised Catholic. I'm not like a practicing Catholic right now. I don't, I don't know what I believe, honestly, right now. Um, but it's just odd to me that they've like made it almost shameful to, to be, it sounds, sounds corny to say, but to be a Christian. They, like you were talking about the other day, but like a, those vegan restaurants having the, all the Hindu symbology and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's been the, that's been the case. I feel like since like around 2010 and stuff, we're, we're like the, you get the girls taking pictures of themselves meditating and getting like Buddha tattoos and everything and all kind of stuff all over them. Like that's kind of progressed to the witch talk stuff and being more witchy and, and embracing more. So trendy. Like, uh, p- pagan. Yeah. Tra- trendy, like pagan ideas and stuff. So as a, a cult, esoteric level, could that be part of it? Like, 
there's some natural inclination for humans, for a person, to want to like investigate the mystical and to investigate definitely, the definitely realms around them. So if you're living in a Christian world, you're probably the first thing you're going to do is dive into the into the Bible. If you're living in other parts of the world, you're going to believe in those in different time periods, those belief systems. So if you create a culture where it's embarrassing or nerdy or like shameful in some capacity um, or be equated with like being racist or like uh, whatever to, to take up to be interested in Christianity, then when a whole generation, multiple generations of kids coming up or adults, people my our age might want to like to scratch that mystical itch, like turn to stuff like witch talk or Instagram, which is, or just commuting with strange DTs and just, I don't know, they might embrace things that if they're not, um, like smart enough or in the right mindset or happen to be in traumatic circumstances like most people are right now because of what all the propaganda and stuff, then these are all recipes for like entity encounters, bad, bad, weird stuff to happen. Um, does that make sense? And, and it's just also like on a regular level, it's being roped into like the woke stuff where like the Western world, white people, Christians kind of all roped into the same thing. It's like they're the, they're the, um, prison guards, basically. So like they're get, so like you can't you can like don't you can't bully anyone else, but except like the ones who are perceived to be at the top. That's like what the woke people like. That's their mindset. Is like that's why they say you, you like you can't be racist if you're making fun of white people it's because the white people have all the power. That's their idea. So that's, the Christian the Christian the Christian thing has been roped into that. I believe. No, no, yeah, you, go ahead. That was a long. Yeah. You t- you're totally right. In fact, that's I've, I've made that argument and observation myself. It doesn't matter if you're white or Christian or whatever you are. Uh, the idea that whoever has perceptual power or the idea of whoever's in charge of a given state or a given country or corporations, government, whatever, the idea that it's just because somebody has power, because somebody has wealth, and because they have power, because they have wealth perceptually or otherwise, they should lose it because power and wealth are a bad thing. That's a very dangerous notion. That means that you will never be able to advance in life because if you obtain anything, wealth, power, anything, then you're automatically a bad person. So it, 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 yeah. it discourages people from trying to progress society, civilization forward. It keeps us stagnant and prevents us from wanting to grow, et cetera. And that's a, that's a form of very for most people to understand that, I think it's because it's so many details, complex form of mind control. Uh, but yeah. I'm glad that you said that because that bring, I said there were two things I wanted to talk about. One was the the double standard, but two is, and this is where I was I was wanting to go with these stories. There definitely is some kind of let's call it assault. And I'm not a Christian. You grew up a Catholic. I grew up a Baptist, but we're not. I'm not Christian anymore. You said I respect what you said. You don't necessarily know where your beliefs are right now. So we look at this from the outside, but with a little bit of an understanding of, of where Christians and others are coming from. I get that people are upset about these types of performances. But then, as you said, at the Grammys, the people that were like trying to trying to prevent the the opposition, trying to prevent the complaints, they were like, oh, they're going to start complaining about it are the same ones that want to get rid of the Jesus advertisements. Not only that, but they want to make it political by suggesting because David Green put some money into the advertisement from Hobby Lobby, that suddenly it's a super political advertisement. And it's not. There are plenty of people on the left who are also religious. There are plenty of people that have no 
politics at all that are religious. And it's yeah. so that is just propaganda. That's I think the point of say, suggesting that Parade Magazine was, and others have suggested that I think was because to do that, it, it gets a lot of people really upset about the abortion thing and contraception because that's what Hobby Lobby has become famous for is not wanting to pay for contraception and not being pro-abortion. So if they can they can link Hobby Lobby to the Jesus commercials, then it's just the Christian fascist right trying to tell you what to do, even if that just means get along with each other, right? So I think that's that's part of it. But the, the other thing is this FBI memo. I know I mentioned this uh, mentioned to the uh, you excuse me mentioned this to you before the show uh, out of Richmond, Virginia. This was about a week and a half ago. We saw this out of Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Kyle Serafin, former FBI special agent and federal whistleblower, obtained this document from the bureau, the FBI's field office in Richmond, Virginia, published it to Uncover DC. This made Newsweek and a bunch of other publications where the FBI is calling Catholics radical traditionalists or most Catholics radical traditionalists saying they pose an extremist threat. And the document, which was dated January 23rd, says that radical traditional Catholics are a small minority of the Catholic Church, but they are anti-Semitic, anti-immigrant, anti-LGBTQ, XYZ, and they are sharing in a white supremacy ideology. Uh, they also prefer the traditional Latin mass, and they don't agree with Pope Francis, who wants world government and world currency and all this. So I find that kind of weird, because although I'm not a Christian, Christians are right. There certainly is an assault on Christian values. There's an assault on all religious, spiritual practices. So unless you practice something like I don't know, Azalea Banks and sacrifice chickens in your closet, or you communicate with spirits and devils for the for the shock value on Twitter or TikTok or wherever you're doing that. That seems to be perfectly acceptable. It's okay to joke about yeah. and try to commune with or maybe really do it at the Grammys, try to have this performance where you're summoning something into Sam Smith, who's the vessel inside of the magical circle. That's okay. But to suggest that maybe we should get along with each other, accept other people, for some reason, that is seen or the 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 response publicly and, and with social media is what's bad is not Sam Smith. What's bad is Christians telling us to get along. And I can understand yeah. both sides of the Christians are very hypocritical. I understand both sides. But I think what Christianity and what this stuff represents is it, it represents independence, higher power, higher authority than the state and the people that are just rabid supporters of the status quo. They can't stand when people see power that's not political. And I think that's one of the root cores of this problem. But Derek, if you, you could speak to that, I'd love to hear your opinion on it. All right. So I'm, you're never going to hear me talk about like attack on Christians or attack on men or whatever, even if it is kind of, kind of true. It's just like, I feel like that's just, it's like played out rhetoric from, from, from one side. You know, yeah. you know what I mean, like I, I, I agree with everything you just said, but it's just like, so what I'm saying, what I'm about to say, I just want to preface that for what, for what I'm about to say, or whatever. So, I think, like, they are, if you were Christian, I 1,000% can agree with, like, why, or I can understand why you would feel like you're being attacked. But also, I feel like it's going back to the return of the old God thing, like, trying to um, reframe, reposition different icons and different things in in the zeitgeist, in popular culture and stuff. So, wh while, like, again, like, America is still, like, 
dominated by like Christian voices in a lot of cases. Like so, like the president still puts their hand on the on a Bible and stuff. So like we hear a lot more people complaining about like more Christians like complaining about being, being attacked. But I feel like if you are like a uh, like if you are a Muslim kid, it's probably you're probably getting a lot of jokes too. It's probably there's been like like you're probably getting it's probably tough for young Muslim girls to put like a uh, uh, head wrap around her in, in like in America sometimes or right now in particular I'm sure like the young Jewish kid is getting much more Jew jokes pointed at him since like the Kanye and Kyrie stuff and I'm sure if you're like a if you're talking about Christian stuff as a kid you're the Jesus kid in class so I feel like it's all three of them it's like like you're you're less there's less chance for you to get made fun of if you pull out um like a a like a book on magical herbs and weird rituals to do in your garden than it would be <laughs> if you pulled out a Bible or any of the Abrahamic religions across the board. So I think that's definitely, definitely. tie in to, to a pushing out of the new gods in a return, which would be the Abrahamic gods like Jehovah Yahweh, like, and a return of these older horn gods, bookcrafting and old ones, uh, powers and principalities from from other other aeons, basically. So, like, uh, culturally, I think that, like, that, that matters. If you're, yeah, if you're a kid in, like, middle school, like, you would be, you would be embarrassed to bust out any type of religious iconography, you know? Um, which, again, I'm not religious, but if you were looking 50 years down the line, I'm sure that's going to have some type of impact on culture. If you're, if you want to look at it from the technological angle, it's a great way to get us hooked up to the metaverse. If you want to look at it from the apocalyptic angle, a great way to do everything we've been talking about you know so is it um, just is it just a cultural rebellion then because if you just look at this dichotomy you just look at the polarization you know you think god and the devil god and the devil good and light uh, and darkness and, and and evil and all these things so the sep- uh, the separation of the two the opposites the, the parallels so if you just have god and the devil it's not okay for christians to run an ad at the super bowl and i'd say the same thing if it was for islam or for anything else which i'm sure would also piss christians off it's not okay for christians to run ads at the super bowl but the people that are upset about that are fully behind let's have everything with devil horn imagery and although i don't think the same way about the devil horn imagery as the christians do I, i'm looking at different things like the magic circle and the I Ching and things like this but there's it's not just a double standard it's like we're rejecting the idea for me it's an idea derek the idea of god divinity morality ethics virtue light warmth all the things the sun etc represent and we as a culture seem to be accepting if like if it's no religion and it's just all to your own individual you know belief that's fine but when it's reject all those things because we don't believe in god that's superstitious but then hey let's play around yeah. with the idea of the devil let's play around with the idea of demons ball and 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 and, and satan that seems weird yeah. to me that seems like it is a religion then for sure for sure it is. i think i think it's a a natural rejection of religious dogma but like a throwing out of the baby with the bathwater. It's like, so like, I just think that the powers that be are, are, they can't necessarily control everything per se. I think they have a, a, a lot of power and influence over what's going on. Like more than probably the average person would think, the average conspiracy theorist even would think. But I think there is still some type of like current and they're trying to like guide that current. So I think dogma served us a, a certain purpose for probably hundreds of years to like keep civilization together. So it's like we don't, but it might've served its purpose already. And we might, we might 
supposed to be getting more spiritual, getting more loose with like um, comparative mythology and stuff, doing more things that we do all the time that you do on the show all the time, and like and like picking the stuff that works, not being so stringent to like books and things that have been changed by people in power for hundreds and hundreds of years. Like they're clearly um, like lost the plot, you know. So no, you're I right think, about that. Yes, I agree. So I, I think they've noticed that they've seen the trajectory of that. We're like, okay, they're starting to realize like which parts of it is the good stuff and which part of it is the stuff that we put on them. Let's take this, twist this and make them just reject all of it. And then in turn, they can turn to either the cult of scientism, this techno like futurism stuff or um, other mystical avenues that we also can, can guide with witch talk and um, to, to and with making demonic movies fashionable and, um, giving giving other idols like take like casting down the idols that have served people for like cast, casting away certain idols and also all the good stuff like I'm not to be frank I'm not even sure I believe Jesus was an actual person the way he just described I, it in the I, Bible. Hey, like, I, for the record, I agree with you. I I think there were several Jesuses. Jesus is a title just like Messiah. Go ahead. Exactly, but there's a lot of good stuff in that book, you know. So it's you don't you don't throw the so by realizing that it's it's parables, it's metaphors, it's esoterica, like is not should not make you reject all of it, and that's kind of what they're trying to do. And then in turn, having them like scratch that mystic itch by turning to the things that they want them to. But these, but these, like pop culture weirdness things, like I don't know, like, like we underestimate how popular Kim Kardashian is and Beyonce is and Madonna <laughs> are and all yes. these people, but they're influencing a lot of people, you know, and yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe in some way the Christians are right, at least about the visual images of the devil and things like that. So if, I mean, if you're, if you're saying not, not you, Derek, but if in general, we're saying that to, if we're going to reject the Christian idea and we're going to reject the general religious idea uh, on the basis as atheists and others have, have always said because of science and uh, making sure that we don't believe in superstitions, et cetera. And then we replace those things with, for the general public, equal type, equal forms of superstition, the devil horns and, you know, having demons literally named in songs and, and, and celebrities and practicing dark forms of magic as a joke or as fun. There's, there's something weird there. And I, as you're alluding to, I think it also has to do a lot with, with scientism, because the idea that science is kind of like, I don't really see science as a rejection of God. I see science as an observance of God's creation, let's call it. But to it's, it's, it, it, no, it, go ahead, go ahead. Real quick, it, it is a religion. Like all religion is, it's a, a religion is a, a basis of knowledge to understand the world, the universe. And that's, that's to observe, to observe. Yes. Yeah. So, and so any dogma is bad, whether it's religious dogma or scientific dogma, it's all bad. Like, Everything should be fluid. New information should be able to come in. You know, like nothing is nothing is settled. You know, there's no settled anything. You know, so dogma should be rejected, but we should not be rejecting science. Or we should not be rejecting the values that are baked into every religion, pretty much. You know, like don't. That's where I feel like the wires get crossed. You know, which I feel like is what exactly what you're saying. Yes, um, and the, I people. But science is like the thing that is being presented as a replacement for all religions, and I think yeah. this is where. From uh, coming from a religious background, I think this is why a lot of people think that there's so much Satanism and so much evil, 
because Satanism really is just defined if, if you have to describe it, not that it's a sect that you can go, you know, go to church or something. I mean, there are satanic like temples and churches, but I think the idea is when you reject God and when you only worship the material or what materiality can provide you, people see that as satanic. And so having yep. science like Fauci said, I'm the science. And or if you don't believe what I say, then you don't trust science. And I guess we don't even we don't even practice the scientific method anymore for anything, for drugs, for vaccines, for mitigation, for a pandemic. We just do whatever the scientists tell us. It's very, very the dogmatic. Of, yeah, the priests of science. Yeah, it's v- exactly the priests of science. It's very dogmatic and it's a rejection of of common sense. It's a rejection of the basic scientific principles. It's a rejection of of everything that is that is logical. So all of those things, because we're rejecting common sense, we're rejecting logic, we're rejecting the images, at least, of good or of God or whatever, I think that's why it feels, because there's all this power behind the word Satanism, that's why it feels very satanic and very dark. What's being eliminated, it feels like, within the the human experience, is the expression of the soul, preventing us from wanting to, to grow because growth and wealth and building things is considered bad, making us feel really, really small, making the world feel really, really dangerous and bad. There's train wrecks as we started the show with tonight. There's train wrecks, there's poison, there's this, there's that, there's war, etc. So the world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And so we just yeah. want to find an escape from it. And I think that's yeah. the whole point of manufacturing the apocalypse. That's the giant cauldron all this stuff is being stirred up in and it is being poured out as a libation to, well, the people that believe they run the world and it seems like they're doing a pretty good job of it. And it's mostly, I think, Derek, psychological and perceptual. Outside of that, the world's really not that bad. But that's why this is all just a, a psychological thing, in, in my opinion. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel oh, like, it absolutely does. Okay, I feel like you really wrapped, you, you wrapped up my thoughts better than me, but we've got about a minute or so if you want to uh, conclude. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that was, that was perfect. I feel like there's a, there's a massive uh, inversion um, across the board. So whether it's like the, the um, like, again, I grew up in Massachusetts, like liberals, they, Democrats, they believe themselves to be the good guy. But now you've, you've, getting, you've gotten them to, like, reject um, clearly, like, things that are a good value, like things that, like, like Christian values that are, that are good. So same with, like, the conspiracy theorists. In every disaster movie ever made, the conspiracy theorist is the scientist who's the only one that has the answers, who knows what's going on. But now you've gotten like the kind of the right wing set of conspiracies to like reject science entirely. Science isn't science isn't bad. We're on the phone, I'm on talking on the phone right now. I get all my information from the computer. I mean, so we're throwing like they've gotten us to just like reject things that we know in our soul, like in our soul are true, and just they've yeah, like you've like you explained it well with like the kidnapping into just frenzy and stuff and. I thought we were going to talk more about Rihanna. So just basically what, what I think she was doing is just uh, acting it. Like you said, it's like Black Madonna, but giving birth to kind of this uh, this space space god, Titan, Lovecraftian, alien god thing. And it's just put the backdrop of um, the narrative of UFOs invading and stuff. I don't know. And just the cult of science stuff, I think it's leading to us to be able to accept um, technology as our savior. That's Take right. In particular possibly an AI antichrist, which is a whole other show. But awesome, Ryan. Thanks for having me. I, yes, I, I appreciate it, Derek. Thank you so much for coming on. I agree with you. I think that's kind of what I'm alluding to with technology. It's replacing the idea of God, even the idea of the devil, uh, with a, a new God, uh, with a new devil, and that is science and technology uh, turn into a dogma, turn into a religion, turn into a cult. 
And that is, I, I think, at the core of what we're what we're talking about tonight and what we talked about so many other times with Derek Murphy. Derek is our guest, our good friend, and our co-host tonight. So many shows we've done with Derek are in the archive at thesecretteachings.info. Go check those out. This show will be available pretty much as soon as the show airs and ends here in just a moment. Derek, thank you again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. You know, you and Clyde did the best, um, best Super Bowl breakdown uh, of the year. Like, I didn't see anyone that even came close. So, great job. You guys crushed it this year. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Really appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. Derek Murphy, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. 